Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. It's time for a brand new episode of the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I just ran in through the door. I'm at my brother's house, at my brother's farm. He lives on this... He's, he's weird. I don't know. It's kind of funny, his life situation, but he lives on a farm and he's like a semi-farmer, except not really. And I just, I ran in through the door went upstairs, sat down, hit record on the recorder. And for for a while, I just, I just sat here. (laughs) I just sat here trying to find words to describe what I'm feeling right now and what, what just happened 20 minutes ago. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to say it. All right. We, uh, we found a house. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm going to cry or or laugh or both. I am sort of an expert at this point of crying while laughing and laughing while crying. We found a house. We found a house. We found a house. Everyone. Holy shit. <laughs> Normally, like when big events or life events happen for me, I I have a little bit of time to process that and talk about that and for it to settle and then, oh my God, and then I get to sit down and share it on the podcast. But just due to how this day is working out, it's been a really busy day. I have a little window to record this show for this week and it happened to be right now. I just came from this viewing or this showing of a, of a house that's available in Sweden for me and Dennis and Leia to, to potentially live. And uh, that just that just happened. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to share all of this with you. I feel we all, me especially, could really use a moment to to ground and take a breath. So let's start where we are. Okay. If you feel comfortable closing your eyes, you close your eyes. And that can fluctuate 
You know, sometimes closing our eyes feels really safe and grounding and easy. And sometimes closing our eyes just is challenging to keep the eyes closed or we feel a little bit on edge when we do that, or we're just not comfortable closing the eyes, then we don't have to. So eyes closed or open, you bring your awareness inside, meaning all of those little antenna that you have going on, reaching out into the world, scanning the environment and thinking about the future and worrying or feeling regret about the past and all of this stuff that you have going on, all of these tentacles reaching out into the world at all times. We bring all of that awareness within. We bring all of that awareness within. We take that energy that we spend holding everybody else. We take a moment right now just to hold us. And if it's helpful, you can even hold yourself physically. So wrap your arms around yourself. Give yourself a little squeeze, a little hug. can place your hands to your heart center if that feels good. Just take a moment here as you are. Noticing the breath as it's flowing in and out of the nose in this moment. Noticing this feeling, this quality of breathing. See if you can take a few moments to really connect with where the breath is moving inside of the body. So when the body breathes in, when you inhale, where does that breath go? And when the body releases the breath, when you exhale, where does that breath come from? And how does it flow in and out of the nose? How is that relationship of taking in, of receiving, of inviting? How does it flow together with the letting go, the releasing, the softening, the emptying? inhale the exhale we hold on we let go we hold on and we let go just take a few moments to notice and probably right now as you are listening to these words noticing your breath things are beginning to slow down your entire system begins to unwind a little bit. If you arrive to this moment feeling stressed or worried or anxious, maybe this ability to just notice the breath, this moment of holding yourself, maybe it's enough just to wind down a little bit, to put something down, right? to soften something. We don't have to soften everything. We don't have to become the embodiment of peace every time we sit down for our meditation practice. But maybe, just maybe, we can soften a little bit. And if it feels good, you can allow for the breath to take up a little bit more space, meaning that you let your inhales grow much longer. And you take your time with the exhales. Slow, full, deep breaths in through the nose. And slow, full, deep breaths out through the nose. And just like that. 
That is all. Continue breathing slow breaths in through the nose. And continue breathing slow breaths out through the nose. And as you're here, breathing, present, there's no next step that you have to reach. There's no other place to go. There's no advancing from this moment, right? This is it. There's no point to this practice other than this exact thing that you're doing right now. So this breath, the way this breath is flowing through your body in this moment is perfect. This breath is the point. It doesn't have to become a better breath, a deeper breath, a different breath. No. This breath right now is perfect. So allowing yourself to hold this feeling of of having arrived, right? Not having to reach to go further or to get better at something or to feel calmer or do anything different, right? Just having arrived. This is it. This is the practice. This is the work. This is the healing. And you're doing it right now. Hmm. Let's take another long full breath in through the nose and this time go ahead and open the mouth and just let it go (sighs) Hmm. if you closed your eyes and you want to stay with your eyes closed go ahead and stay the way you are if you want to flutter the eyes open and look around the space a little bit Hmm. Welcome, welcome. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome. It's always a different welcome. The first sentence I speak on this show compared to after our grounding together or after our practice together. And the first one is like, hi, hey, what's up? Welcome. <laughs> and after meditation, it's always more like, hi, <laughs> welcome. Hmm. I see you. I feel you. Thank you. So um, I'm sitting here on the floor, the guest bedroom of my brother's house on this farm. <laughs> and there are cows here. My brother has these highland, highland cows, they're called, with long hair. It's like they have bangs. These cows, they're amazing. And I'm sitting on the floor in the guest bedroom, just holding my hands to my heart and there's a key to a house in my back pocket (laughs) okay now I'm 
Now I I was laughing, but now I'm really gonna cry. <laughs> I need to coin a word for this laughing while crying, crying while laughing thing that I do so often. Oh my god, there is a key to a house in my back pocket. <laughs> Oh my god. So, once again, life has kind of thrown us this curveball, right? So, last week on the podcast, we spoke about poop. Okay, it was one of my favorite podcasts ever to record. And just hearing from you was one of your favorite podcasts to listen to. I love this conversation about poop. We are going to return to that conversation because for me, it was just kind of the beginning. But that means that I wasn't able to share with you or I didn't share with you any updates around our life situation last week. But two weeks ago on the show, I shared that we had bought our flight to Aruba. We bought our tickets and we're going back to our house in Aruba And it was just one of those really hard decisions to make because I feel so strongly that Sweden is calling me. I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to live here. Every sign is pointing in the direction of Sweden. And we just couldn't find any place to live here that made sense. And there's a lot of hurdles to that. So in Sweden, you can't just pick a school and decide what whichever school you want your kid to go to. You can't just decide, oh, I love this school. This school fits the need needs of my child the best. So I'm going to pick this one. You have to pick a school that's in your district and you can only go to school or send your kids to school in the district where you live. You can't travel anywhere else. So that meant that we were kind of the idea of living in Sweden even felt so challenging because we couldn't just find a place to live, right? We would also have to find a place to live that matched with a school that was really great. And that's kind of two big, big things to figure out at the same time, right? So we've been visiting a lot of schools here or a lot of preschools here. We've seen six of them in different areas, three or four different districts like around And uh, each school has had something just wrong with it. Like each school had something that wasn't great. So for instance, there was a school that had this amazing outdoor, like really, really, really beautiful foresty kind of amazing, huge outdoor space where the kids were just outside so much and learning hands-on things. But then we went inside and it was like fluorescent lighting and really sad, you know? And then there's one school where... I felt like the indoors was just super, super, super cute. And it was really in alignment with our beliefs and the education um, style was really just in alignment with what we want for her. But the school was in an apartment and there was no outside space, <laughs> you know, which which is really, really challenging. Or there was a school where we really liked the teachers, but it was just a weird area that was hard for us to get to. Or there was always something like one school we really liked, but then they couldn't accommodate vegan food at all you know, and then it's like impossible for us. There was just always something with each school that felt weird. And we had this idea that the school is so important. And if we want to live in Sweden long term at all, we should focus on the school and then, you know, find a house or try to find a place to live that's close to that. And that could take a year. I mean, it could take a long time. So we were just scouting, browsing, not finding anything. And then we went the other way around and we're like, okay, well, let's try to find a house. You know, we see like, and I really thought like if the universe wants us to stay in Sweden, we are going to find something 
like magical and perfect, like this long-term big dream of where we're going to live for the next 20, 30 years of our lives. Like that's going to manifest. But of course it didn't, right? It's like a life plan, <laughs> life manifestation thing. It doesn't happen overnight. So I didn't find anything. The only stability we've had all throughout this year, being displaced, moving out of our house because of mold, like the only constant that we have had left really has been Leia's school in Aruba. So we made the collective decision as a family that, okay, the only thing that makes sense is that we go back to Aruba, we go back to our house, our house is renovated, it's clean, it's ready for us to live in, which would be like a kind of a healing, I think, in a big way, just to be back in the house and feel safe and good you know, so that we don't have this open-ended traumatic thing that happened where we lost our home, you know, but actually having healed and fixed our home and renovated and remediated our home and getting to return. And then having Leia go one or two more semesters in school, in the school that she loves, that's beautiful, that we know in Aruba. And then we kind of thought, so maybe we'll like find something in Sweden from Aruba, which felt really strange for me, at least. I mean, I know how hard it is to find a place that you love being here. So like, how am I going to find something just online from a route? It felt strange. It felt out of alignment the whole time, but I didn't have another option here. So we just decided that. And then immediately when we made that decision, we had a huge hurdle. It was like, we made the decision on a Tuesday. Okay, we're going to go back to our house. And then we've been renting the house and the house has been renting or available to rent for the entire year. So we were like, okay, we have to go in the calendar and hopefully we don't have so many bookings, you know, because we're going to have to cancel people so we can go back and live in our house. And that felt like it felt unprofessional. And I mean, imagine you've booked this beautiful Airbnb and then suddenly you just get canceled out of the blue, even though it's it was a lot of time in advance. It just didn't feel great doing that. But we wanted to go back home. Right. So that was there was no other, other option. So say on Tuesday, we were like looking at the calendar like it's it's OK. We had three or four bookings throughout the year. One was a really long one, like a month long <laughs> booking that was hard for us to cancel because it's money that we really, really need. So we were weighing this back and forth. Like, is it worth it? Is it, oh, you know, this is, oh, you know, but, but we couldn't, we couldn't find another solution. At the end of the day, it would cost us, we would lose more money renting somewhere else in Aruba than staying in our house, canceling um, the Airbnb guests. So we made a decision between Dennis and I. We didn't tell anybody. We just decided, okay, we're going to cancel these guests or find another place, like relocate them through friends or, you know, figure things out, help them figure things out. And then we go back home. We wake up the next day and we had three more bookings. <laughs> I mean, we, and, and these bookings that we have, we haven't promoted the house. I haven't used really social media for the house. It's just been, it just sits on Airbnb. And we made a decision to cancel <laughs> the guests and then overnight, it doubled. And it just felt to me like, oh, Dennis hates it when I say it's a sign. Like, he, do he doesn't believe in signs the way I do. He, he feels like I'm always applying the idea of signs when it's convenient to me, you know? But it really felt like a sign. I was like, hey, I feel like it's almost like the universe doesn't want us to move back to Aruba. Otherwise, why would suddenly we have d double bookings overnight? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I was really checking, like, did someone promote our house? Like, how did we get these bookings overnight? And it was just one of those, like, freak things. I don't know. So it became even harder for us to make that decision. But then we'd already decided. And Dennis was really set in his ways. Like, no, this is what we're going to do. We'll figure it out. We have to, like, shut down the bookings now so no one else can book. We have to, like, say that it's booked for the rest of the year. But it became a little bit of an argument between us, right? The next day, 
uh, and then what where we settled at least was it's gonna be fine Leia's gonna get to go to school we'll be back in our house like focus on the things that are important like Leia's school the next day we get a an email from the teacher from the principal of Leia's school saying they've had a COVID outbreak at school and the school is shutting down <laughs> And I can like laugh at this now. I mean, the person who got COVID is fine and safe and they've recovered already. But it was just one of those things where like, there's another hurdle now. Okay, wait, her school has shut down. Okay, they've sent all the kids home. The kids that were there when this person had COVID, one of the teachers got COVID, um, have to quarantine for 10 days. And it became like a whole, and now they're introducing like masks in school again, which they didn't do earlier in the year. And and I'm like, Dennis, like, this is a sign. This is another thing, like another thing. And he's like, no, it's not a sign. Like, we're going to figure this out. Da, 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 da. Just really set on going back to live in our house. And I get it for him too, because it's also such an emotional thing, you know, like it's important for us that we feel and get to really relive the house, that we didn't lose the house, that nothing's lost, that all the work was worth it, you know, that everything we went through this year, that it's taking us somewhere good. So having closure around the house and moving back to the house is an important thing. And I feel that too. But it was just like this feeling like every time we made a decision, there was another hurdle there. Nope, don't go there. Nope, don't do that. You know, and then the next day or two days later, we get a call. And here's another another aspect to this. I've been really nervous about getting Ringo back to Aruba. Like really nervous. If you guys have heard, yeah, listened to this show on a regular basis, you know, um, I kind of lied through my teeth to get my dog on the plane to get Ringo, our Italian Greyhound, on the plane to get to Sweden. He's too big. He weighs too much. He's a little bit too heavy, three kilos too heavy <laughs> to be able to fly. So I can't take him back on the plane in the carrier the way he normally flies. He has to go in the pet cargo, like under the plane, which I'm so scared of. Like I'm really, really scared of. And I, I've been having nightmares. Like I had a nightmare that he, we, we were waiting for him in the like, like he was kind of come out of one of those belts, which is not how you pick up a dog after a flight. You go to like a special room where they keep the animals. It's not like they come out on the belt with a luggage, you know. But in my dream, we were at the luggage belt waiting for Ringo. And then out comes his crate and I open the gate of the crate and he's just dead in there. Like that was a nightmare I had. I really have this fear that something's going to happen to him. And of course, going to Aruba, it's like, oh, maybe what if we're not supposed to go? I keep thinking, like, what if something bad is going to happen? And that's why I feel there are all these signs keeping us from there. Like, what if what if Ringo doesn't make it through the flight? Which is this, it's not a reasonable, you know, statistically, it's not, it's not, that's not what's going to happen. And I don't want to let my mind go there because it just causes me anxiety. But I keep thinking, what if there's a grand reason as to why we don't have flow with this return, right? And a couple of days later, <laughs> we call KLM to confirm that we have vegan food on the flight. And this woman is like, yeah, and I see, you know, we have a, you, you, you've registered a dog to fly uh, on the plane with you in a crate. And I'm like, yeah, we've like tripled, quadrupled, confirmed that that's going to be okay. And that we have all the vet papers in order. I mean, I've been so nervous about that. And this woman goes, uh, yeah, we've tried to reach you without success, but uh, unfortunately, the animal is not allowed in the animal cargo and the animal area of the plane because you have a layover that's longer than three hours and it's a new COVID rule. Your layover is three hours and 25 minutes. So we have booked your dog in cargo to fly with the luggage. And I'm like, what? 
like you know there's a pet section of the plane which is it's like part of cargo or next to cargo or something but it's temperature controlled and it's like you know pressure regulated and and uh, um and it's like the lighting is the same as it's in the cabin so like if for if for nighttime they turn the lights down it's like an area that's me- meant to be safe for animals and they're like yeah so we you know so we just booked the dog as cargo as luggage and i'm like dude this is like a <laughs> this is a 10 kilo neurotic italian greyhound he cannot be booked as luggage to fly in a non-temperature controlled like room like he would die like literally and she was like yeah no i know so we've been trying to reach you so basically if we hadn't called just to double check about the food we would have gotten to our flight which is on wednesday it's like five days away we would have gotten there with ringo and they they would have told us this and like i would have missed the flight like it wouldn't have worked no way i'm going to put ringo flying as luggage like that doesn't sound safe at all and I'm sure, I'm sure it's not gonna. I don't know. They must have some way. But she just made it really clear that it's not, it's not possible. So we have to find a way around that now. And I don't know how. So all of these things that just feel like hurdles to our Aruba trip. And then there has been this house. Okay, it's the neighboring house to my dad's old house. This house, the first time Dennis ever came to Sweden in 2010, my dad and my sister lived in this like little red house. It's like 45 minutes from Stockholm in the woods by a lake. It's like my, it's like not where my dad lives now, but where he used to live. And the neighboring house, the people are moving out. And my dad had told me like a couple of months ago, like, yeah, just so you know, like I hear this house might become available. Like we don't know anything, but I'm going to like keep an eye for you because he knew I was kind of talking about maybe going to Sweden. And then it was just one of those things where it was very abstract and fluffy and like it fluffy in my book means like it wasn't like tangible <laughs> fluffy maybe fluffy isn't, isn't a good word for this but it just wasn't it wasn't a real thing right it wasn't like a legit thing that like here is a house we can look at even you know it was like maybe something might be available there at some point i don't know and then all of a sudden like the people moved out and are selling and uh two days ago my dad called and said, hey, like, uh, like I spoke to the guy. You can come see the house. You want to come see the house on Thursday? Thursday is today. <laughs> today I'm speaking to you. It's Thursday. And I was like, what? Yes. Oh, my God. Of course. And we just kind of hauled ass out here <laughs> to go look at this house that I've only ever seen from afar. Like, I have no real idea of, like, what is the state of this house at all. It's kind of old-ish. I think it's like 2006 or five built. I mean, which is, I don't know, 15 years old. It's not old, old, but it's not like a brand new house. And I'm like, this house could be moldy. It could be really run down, could require massive amounts of renovation. It could be, I don't know, like it could not even be a possibility for us at all. Like it's just, we've never seen this house, right? And we get there today. (laughs) I mean, this is like an hour ago. We got there two hours ago. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. You guys, I'm going to cry again. It's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. It's small. Like it's not a big, it's not like a villa or a big, it's not like a our long-term 20-year plan because it's a very small house. It's like a cabin. Like it's bigger than a cabin, but it's cabin-esque, I guess. It still has two tiny bedrooms. It's small, but it's beautiful. It's small, but it's, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's not moldy. Turns out the guy who built the house, like the previous owners or the people who are moving now, 
built the house was really mindful around water leaks and water use and has this whole system installed in the house where every time they leave the house, they have a main switch for all non-necessity water. So it shuts down the water and all the electricity everywhere in the house, aside from like things you really, really, really need, like to keep the pipes from freezing um, in the wintertime and like the fridge and the freezer and stuff. So it's like a really mindfully built house in terms of just home health and mold, like no water is running anywhere when they're not there, if they're like not there for a week or a weekend or, or whatever. And it's just, it's just like you walk into the space, it really looks like it, you know what it looks like? It looks like a ski cabin. It looks exactly like a ski cabin. It has this ski cabin. It's just a wooden cabin house, basically. But you walk in and there are these big floor to ceiling windows that open up with a view of the lake. It's like, pine trees and spruce trees and birch and the lake like that's all you see it's this vast expansive view of the water it's so so beautiful and then there's like a kitchen and living area as like one space kind of it's not that big but there's a deck outside that's almost as big as the indoor so there's this massive deck it's like made for outdoor living which is funny in Sweden because you have like five minutes to <laughs> to live outdoors of the year I don't know if you guys noticed, but summer ended over here already. <laughs> summer lasts for like five seconds in Sweden. But and then you you make a left and there's two tiny bedrooms. Like they're so small that we we couldn't fit our bed. Like the, the size bed Dennis and I sleep in wouldn't fit in any of these rooms, even wall to wall. Like they're just small. We could fit like a small like a twin bed, I think, or a or a small queen, like a Swedish queen, which is smaller than a than a big queen that like a US queen. But it's perfect. It's like like a room for Leia and a room for us. And then it's like, and, and it's available. <laughs> and it was so funny because we just went there to look at it, to see if it's possible. And the owner was there, the previous owner was there. And he's just so friendly. Like, okay, but you know, we're not living here now. They already moved out, but they still have their their, their items there. And if you if you want, like, I mean, I could give you a key now. I have I have I have more sets of keys. You could have a key and then you can come as you go, come and go as you want. And if you want to bring someone here to look at the house, if you want to renovate or paint or something while you're gone. And, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I was not expecting to, to walk away with a key. He's just the kindest person ever. Like, yeah, no one lives here. So just take a key. Then you can, you can come back tomorrow and look at it again. And, and I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, thank you. Like angel saint of a human being. And apparently we're going to live in this house now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we still have details like to iron out and contracts and stuff. But yeah, I mean, talk about flow. Okay. So just the feeling of this, like arriving there at that house, how everything just, it's like the doors are opening literally for the space. And then the feeling of like moving back to Aruba, it feels like all the doors are closing over there. It's just a feeling. And of course, this is like a deeper thing between me and Dennis. Also, it's like, it's hard because deep down, I know he doesn't really want to leave Aruba. I mean, what he truly wants is for me and Leia to be super happy long term in Aruba. Like that's what he wants. But it's just not where we are. I'm not happy in Aruba anymore. And I know he doesn't want to live in Aruba with me being unhappy. And I gave Aruba 11 years of my life, you know. 
we agreed like let's give Sweden a year or two years and yeah if it sucks and it's terrible we get depressed it's cold it's dark we can always move back like we always can move back like that's not it's not going to be the end of the world it's not this crazy 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 commitment where we're putting all of our eggs in one basket and we have no other options like no we can come and like create something temporary per temporarily per permanent to see if this is our long-term place Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So this house actually, because it's not this crazy price, you know, like mansion-y or farmy. Like what I really want is like a farm. Like I would want a... And my dream is to have a farm. My dream is to have a big, big, big piece of land where we can become self-sufficient, growing all of our own foods. And like, it's not that, you know, it's a small space. It's a small cabin, but it's on the water. So I can, I can do my cold swims every day. It's in the forest. It's literally surrounded by trees and nature. It's really close to my, my family's old place where there's this amazing orchard full of apple trees and pear, pear trees and berries and just so much abundance of, of fruits and, and, and berries and beautiful things there. Like it's really close by to that. It's also really close. And here's the kicker. Okay, let, let's talk about flow. We happen. I mean, this is not a coincidence. Okay, let me tell you this. So we've seen six schools, six preschools in different districts. There was one more that we wanted to see and it happened to be in this district, right? It could have been, this school could have been anywhere. It could have been like two hours away. It could have been totally different part of Stockholm. Like this school, it's a Waldorf school, Waldorf preschool. And I'm really, 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 really like Waldorf. If I get to choose a type of schooling or a school system that I like, Waldorf is the one that resonates the most with me. If you don't know Waldorf, like look it up. It's Amazing, amazing. Like they only eat organic foods. Everything is child-led. They only use natural, real materials. Like there's no plastic anywhere. It's just so cozy and warm and intimate and like focus on the emotional development of the children. And it's just like focus on the individual freedom of the child. It's so, so precious. And there aren't that many of those schools around. So there was this one Waldorf preschool that we hadn't seen. And it just happens to be in this district. So knowing we were going to come here to see this house, I was like, hey, let's call that school and see if we can just visit in the morning. So we did. We went there this morning before we saw this house. And uh, this is the school. <laughs> like this school ticks it ticks all the boxes. Like it has, it's right by a forest. It has this big outdoor space. The kids spend so much time outside. The teachers were beautiful. We met with the principal. She was so 
I just wanted to hug her. Like she was so precious. Leia just like, and we were just doing a visit. We weren't, you know, supposed to like spend time or anything. Leia just like went in with a group of kids and just blended in. And like, you know, we, we, we got a tour of the whole space and she didn't even want to walk with us. She was just there in the group with the kids, like blended in, like, like we, could, we could have dropped her off there, like immediately. She was so happy. And it was just, it was just, it was just perfect. It was crazy. It was really crazy how perfect it was. And then we went to, to we were going to go see this house. And on the way to see the house, I was like, well, maybe we should go see if we can put Leia in the queue. Because in Stockholm or in Sweden, everywhere, you have to put your kid in the queue system to apply for a spot at a preschool in the district that you live in or are going to live in. And for us, there's no need to be excited about anything like finding that school if we don't have a spot in the queue. So we just casually... <laughs> This is like one of those things. This whole day, man, how did, how did this day happen? We casually drive down to this government office building, which is like the, it's like the building of the commune and like the commune building, which is like the district, the, yeah, the district building where they manage all those administrational things, like putting your kid in the queue for a school. And normally the way I remember these kinds of systems and how th these kinds of things flow, it's like, it takes a really long time. You go there, you have to stand in line or you have to make an appointment and it's just kind of hectic and just all the bureaucracy around this kind of stuff is just like a, an uphill climb, right? It's like not something fun. We get there, to, we get to this place, find a parking space right away. We walk in, there's nobody there. I mean, there's not a line, nothing. There's like three people there like, hi, how are you? <laughs> behind a desk and I'm like hi we we would like to to see if it's possible to put our daughter in queue for a school that we love but we don't live here yet I'm not registered yet I am not a registered resident of Sweden yet like this is it's a problem right I don't pay taxes in Sweden yet I don't like I, I, I live in Aruba but we would love to put her in queue just so if we decide to move here <laughs> can you imagine me telling the story to these people at this government office maybe sort of kind of we're going to move here and we need to like reserve this spot for our kid at this one particular school that we really love but we don't have a house we're not paying taxes we didn't move yet right and this woman there she's just smiling she's like of course of course everyone has a right to go to school in Sweden like that's the law so yes which school is it that you love <laughs> and I'm like tell her the school absolutely here fill in this form she's so accommodating I fill in the form <laughs> I mean, I fill in the form. She's super nice. And I'm like, this feels like it's it's too smooth. It's too easy. And then we finish and she says, okay, I'm going to call this person who's in charge of the uh, acceptance, the, the, what do you call it? The, the confirmation of the spot, the person in charge of this uh, section of schools. And I'm like, okay, so in how many weeks or months, like how long does it take? She's like, oh, no, no, we're going to get back to you today. Don't worry. Like we're, we'll get back to you right away. I'm sure, you know, they have a spot and if, if they save it for you, you'll get one. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? We've spent all year, I mean, floating around in uncertainty, not having a freaking clue what to do with our lives. We spent months trying to find a place to live, trying to figure things out, trying to find a school, worrying about what to do around like registering back in Sweden. And all this stuff has been this like massive amount of just worry in one day, all in the same day. Like, the universe just ticked all those boxes off for us one by one. School, check. Register back in Sweden, check. Get Leia her spot in the school, check. Find a freaking house, check. What? 
god. So I am I I I guess we're moving to Sweden. <laughs> oh shit. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So what we have decided now in the like <laughs> short gap of talking before I started recording this show is we are not going to move back home. So we get to keep, I mean, I'm so glad now we didn't cancel all of those guests that we had. Like, I'm so glad because that would have been just just a blow for us financially. I'm so glad we didn't cancel all of those people. We had, we, we keep all of those, <laughs> we keep all of those rent, renters coming and uh, we are going to find another place to live in Aruba short term and we're going to stay in Aruba until December so Leia can finish one term in her school that she loves so that we can close the chapter of Aruba and we can figure out what to do with the studio and our people and our community. I mean, we have so many things to figure out. So I'm glad we're going to Aruba, but I'm so glad just knowing that it's not open-ended, you know, an open-ended trip back home could be like, oh, you know, three years later, we're still there, right? Because it is our home. It has been our home. It has been my home for 11 years. Dennis is home for 35. Leia's home for her entire life. And now if it feels more, or, or it became today, we're going to Aruba to close the chapter of our lives there. And then December 15th was just the date we decided on. We're going we're gonna to come back and we're going to move into this new house. How fucking crazy is this shit? <laughs> oh, I don't even know what to say at this point other than the universe just has a really funny way of of getting to where we want to go, but not the way we want to get there. You know, like how many episodes of this show did I record in agony feeling I don't know what to do with my life? I don't know where life is taking me. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know. I don't know. And I had so much anxiety around making these decisions. And then even as we made the decisions, it was like, no, this was the plan all along. And I felt it in my bones. Like I feel it in my bones that we are supposed to live in Sweden. And I don't know what it's going to be like. Obviously, I'm terrified. Like I have a key in my back pocket. Like we drove away from there. I'm just staring at this key. It's like, what am I? What are we doing? Like, what what are we doing like this solidified that decision like we actually i i can start thinking about i can start thinking about this house like a, a house that's going to be our house where we can live where we can like actually live 
I can't count how many houses we've jumped between this year. I mean, it's it's ugh, we've just hopped from Airbnb to Airbnb all year long. I mean, since March. And I'm really, really, really ready to at least to get to look forward to a place to land. Like we get to land somewhere in December, that's going to be our new home. Okay. That's like, I kept longing for that. You know, I can, I can dwell in uncertainty or sleep in someone else's bed on someone else's mattress and someone else's sheet. You know, and I, I really don't like that. I, I so am a creature of, oh, of needing to root myself in my own way, in my own place, you know. And, and I was, I kept saying, it's okay, I can, we're so blessed and so lucky that we can even afford to rent something else. And it's like, I can do that long term if we have to, as long as I know there's an end in sight, right? But I never had an end in sight. So it's like, how long is this going to last? We're going to do this for years. Like, how long are we going to feel this uncertainty? And now I have not just a date, like, yeah, we're going to live in uncertainty or live in these temporary places of housing until December 15th. And then we, then we go home <laughs> and I get to envision and plan for what that home is going to be. You know, I took so many pictures today and just like, it needs a bit of renovation, you know, some not like overhaul anything, but it would be great to, if we could like freshen up the bathroom and, and things like that. And it's like, yeah, but that can happen when we're away. Like I can start that process hopefully now and then we can arrive at a home or in a home that's that's ready for us, where we can rest and where I get to plant a new garden, an actual, actual new garden, like an actual place to, <laughs> to plant seeds. And maybe by this time next year, not maybe, probably by this time next year, I will be harvesting my own berries. <laughs> I'll be harvesting my own vegetables by this time next year. I just, I'm feeling so overwhelmed and so grateful and so nervous and so happy. <laughs> All at the same time, I'm overwhelmed and grateful and nervous and happy. So that is my life update. <laughs> I am uh, I'm so excited to to start a new chapter and it's not like tomorrow a new chapter starts, but I, I feel like if I place my hand to my heart and I close my eyes, I can feel already a settling of my nervous system. Like I, I feel it. Somewhere deep inside of me, the something is clicking right now. Like, okay, we're 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 making a new home. That it's happening. It might take time. It might be slow, and for sure, it's not going to be without hiccups and and fears and things going wrong. And and who knows? We might get to Aruba, and I'm going to have all sorts of anxiety over there because I love it over there so much. I'm a Libra. I should not be put in charge of making major life decisions ever. Okay. <laughs> Like I know there's going to be stuff that it's, things are still going to be hard in different ways. But just this, knowing that at the end of the year, it looks like we're going to have a new home. Wow. 
I am so happy that I get to share this with you. I'm so thankful that I know so many of you are celebrating a little bit with me right now that you can feel my joy, my release, my settling in this. And I I feel it. I feel so supported and held. I feel like we've been going through this journey together in a in a strange and beautiful way. And I'm just getting to plan a life in Sweden. What is that going to be like? Are we going to do yoga retreats in Sweden, in the woods? Will you come practice yoga with me in the woods if I do retreats in Sweden? Are we going to Are we going to start like a yoga barn? We get a big barn. (laughs) We practice yoga there. Like Leia's going to go to school in Sweden. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. I have failed to, to, to completely describe to my husband what October through March is like in Sweden. So I just, I think I'm going to need some support in that, that department. (laughs) Going to have to get him really excited about skating like ice skating, cross-country skiing, snowboarding, being cozy inside. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's already good. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll be talking to you from Aruba next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And of course, a big thank you to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you enjoy the show, please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. I'll be back next week.